welcome and thank you for tuning in to the Grace Assembly of God Sermon Podcast. Grace exists to help people discover a life of purpose in Jesus Christ through discipleship and serving one another. If you would like additional information, visit us online at www.graceofbelair.com. Again, thank you for joining us and enjoy this week's message. This morning, I'm going to turn your attention Uh, We've been worshiping the Lord. I want to turn your attention to the scriptures about Jesus Christ, the healer. A few weeks ago, um, I felt the Lord put on my heart to do a message series on Jesus is. Jesus is the healer. He's the savior. He's the baptizer. He's the healer. He's our soon coming king. And um, just, just, just felt that's what we needed to do for a whole lot of different reasons. And uh, the Bible declares this, that He is our Savior, that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There's none righteous, no, not one. There's a great gulf fixed between us and God, that we cannot approach God. That gulf has been fixed But through the cross of Jesus Christ, if you would picture this, that cross, that work he did, if you just picture that cross as a bridge that goes from one side of the canyon to the other because of his death and resurrection and he paid the price for your sins and for my sins, we can now approach God. We can walk across and anyone that wants to come, they can come. But without receiving Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, the Scripture is very clear that the wrath of God is against sin. And all have sinned. God loves you and God loves me. How many understand that? And it is the mercy, it is the mercy of God that has withheld the wrath of God from this world that's rapidly getting under hand. And so I'm so grateful that all of us, and even this morning, we have an opportunity to come to him and know him as our Lord and Savior, and he can fill that hole in our heart and our life that only he uh, is meant to take that place. He's also our baptizer, and uh, he baptizes with the Holy Spirit. Uh, he, he is the baptizer. If you'd mentioned, or uh, Jesus is the baptizer, it's like a pastor baptizing someone in the water, except it's the Holy Spirit, and it covers us, it comes upon us, it fills us, empowers us for service and for witness. But today I want to talk with you about that Jesus Christ is our healer. He's our healer. And by the way, I was so, uh, last, last Sunday night we had a prayer meeting, and um, I was, it, it was pelting rain. And I looked out the window, and it had been raining all day. It seems like it's rained all the time, doesn't it? I'm, I'm wondering if the, like the church is going to float away or something, you know. And, but we had 55 people come out in the middle of that downpour last Sunday night seeking the Lord. And I just asked uh, people to express what happened to them when they were baptized in the Spirit and just to give a word or two, and person after person just said, God's peace came upon them in a remarkable way. That shalom, that peace that only God can give. And there's other things that happened, but that was the one thing that kept uh, just, it was remarkable how many people said that. And then um, I just thank the Lord so much for what God is doing. And 
I want to share with you this morning about Jesus is he's the healer. In fact, the Bible calls him the great physician. The Bible says about Jesus that he sent his word and he healed him. In the book of Malachi, which ends the Old Testament, it said that, and the son of righteousness, he will rise with healing in his wings. And I'm going to share with you today, there's four things that healing is God's provision. That's not healing, wholeness, body, soul, and spirit is God's provision. Jesus heals us because of his great love and his great compassion for us. Jesus heals to glorify God, and Jesus heals today through the church. Aren't you glad that he's still in the healing business? Not only still, but he never got out of the healing business, and he never has any intention of getting out of the healing business, except, in fact, you can read the book of Revelation. You can see that in that river of life, there were trees that were there, and on their leaves, and I say they're called healing for the nations, because God is a healing God. His character never changes, never changes. And I'm personal testimony to the healing power of God. Back in high school, I had some privilege to play some organized sports, and, and uh, uh, we lifted weights. It was part of our conditioning uh, program. And in my senior year, I, I suffered a separated shoulder, and uh, I had no idea of of what that would mean, lifelong consequences. And to this day, my shoulder and x-rays, it still sort of hangs out almost a half inch out of what you'd call the socket that's there. And all I, all I knew that I, I lost strength and we, were, we bench pressed a lot and dead, we just, you know, and, and I just lost strength in this arm. This right arm was still strong, but I lost strength and, and there wasn't much I could do about it. it it just, they didn't have rehab, physical therapy back then, or at least no one ever told us about it. And uh, it was just get taped up and get in the game. That's basically it. In fact, in fact, this is the truth. My, my grandson, the other day, he likes to play baseball. And I asked him how he's doing. He said, good, we crushed them, like 19 to 2. I said, you get any hits? Yep. And I got hit by a pitch. I said, oh, my goodness. He said, I got hit right in the ankle. And I laid there for five minutes on the ground, you know, and <laughs> I'm going, you know, and I'm thinking, what a difference in generation. Not that he's a wuss, but back in the day, if I could say that, if you got injured, it was an opportunity to show everybody how tough and how committed you were to the team to get taped up and get back in the game, all right? You never wanted them to cart you off or let, you didn't want any pity. Just get up. That's just the way that we were raised. And so I'm not, well, I'm not saying it's better. I believe it is. But anyway, I'm meddling, not preaching. So, but anyway, this thing, I went to two years to Penn State, and then I went to Bible College, Southeastern University, went into the ministry on the Outer Banks, and, and, uh, something manifested itself. I, there was some concern that came up. I don't know what in the world it was, but all of a sudden, because they didn't pay us anything for ministry, we just were glad to have a place to go. And I was doing construction work, and all of a sudden my jaw seized up. I couldn't turn my neck. I couldn't lift my head backwards. I just it was just pain. I mean, paralyzing pain. And my wife drove me. We went up to a chiropractor up in Elizabeth City, North Carolina. Came back. He nearly killed me, by the way. Nothing against chiropractors, but 
uh, that one, that wasn't the one for me. And uh, we came back and I just sort of lived like that. And, and then I took my first pastor as a small church and God's blessing was there. It grew and we were able to lead him into a building program and raise the money and God called us out of there before we built, but that's not the story. But I had to work, we were bivocational. And uh, one day I had an accident and I cut the end of two of my fingers off with a, with a power saw and that pretty much, I had contracts to be filled, and I, I couldn't fill the contracts. And, uh, and the building supply company was knocking on the door of the parsonage, and we had three children. And I'm telling you, it was a, you talk about anxiety and worry, and it triggered this thing, triggered this thing. And um, I, I, couldn't, I, I, I couldn't earn any money, and I was just, the pain was horrific. And I finally said, I'm going to go to the chiropractor. And I went to the chiropractor, but we had no money. The only money that we had was there were some ladies in the church that had given us Christmas cards and they put in a $10 bill. And I went and the chiropractor said it was 12 bucks. And he said, I want you to come back twice a day for two weeks. And I somehow scrounged around and got $2 bills and handed in the $12. And I, and I thought, Lord, how in this world... How in this world, I, 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 here I am, we don't have anything, and I'm taking money from your little old ladies that trust you, and, and he wants me to come back twice a week, for, or twice a day for two weeks. I, God, just this feeling of helplessness. How many have ever been there? You didn't know where to turn. Didn't, had nowhere to turn. And, uh, and I remember I sat in my pickup truck, and the Lord said to me, I want to heal you if you let me, just like that. And I said, Lord, please, please. And tears were coming down my face. I just was, I felt just helpless, sort of hopeless. And all of a sudden, inside of my, the cab of my pickup truck, there came the warmth of the presence of God. I felt like oil came over this neck and down this shoulder. And listen to this, friends. God healed me instantly. 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 It's been almost 40 years ago, and I've, I've had, if, I've just, if you've lived life, and if you've lived life, and you've been in the ministry, and if, if you've ever been in scuffles before, that's just part of it. I've had anxious moments. I've had sleepless nights, but there's not, ever been a symptom that's come back because when God heals, he heals. Praise God. Amen. Praise the Lord. And so I want to share with you today, there's a passage in scripture and there's other scriptures that we'll look at. You can get out your uh, program and there's some notes to follow along there. And this is the account. It's found in Mark 1. It's found in Matthew 8 and Luke chapter 4. But we're going to look at Matthew chapter 8. This is uh, Jesus uh, when he came into Peter's home, he saw his mother-in-law lying sick in bed with a fever. He touched her hand, and the fever left her, and she got up and waited on him. When evening came, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who were ill. This was to fulfill what was spoken through Isaiah the prophet, he himself took our infirmities and carried away our diseases. The first thing I want to share with you today is from God's Word. 
that healing is God's provision for us. Exodus 15, chapter 26. And I'm going to read just the last phrase that says, I will put none of these diseases on you, which I put on the Egyptians. And that was if they did certain things. For I, the Lord, am your healer. I, the Lord, am your healer. God is our healer in the Old Testament, not only of the people of God, but I remember one by the name of Naaman who was a leper and he came to be healed and there was directions and instructions for him. God healed him of his leprosy. And Jesus is our healer in the New Testament. Jesus provides healing through the atonement of the cross. He paid it all. He paid it in full. The debt has been paid. 1 Peter 2.24. The reason I'm, I'm going to read 1 Peter 2.24 and then Isaiah 53.4 and 5 is because this was said of Jesus in Matthew 8.17. 1 Peter 2.24 he, Jesus, personally carried our sins in his body on the cross so that we can be dead to sin and live for what is right. For by his wounds you are healed or you were healed. Isaiah 53, verses 4 and 5, and that's a wonderful, wonderful passage about Jesus Christ, the Messiah. He would come and introduce a new covenant. He would come and, and uh, he would be the right, the right arm of the Lord. In fact, in, I think it's verse number one, it says, to whom has he revealed the right arm of the Lord? The right arm of God is the strength of God. How many of you are right-handed? Let me see. Just raise your hand, make a fist real quick. Don't punch anybody, but it feels strong, doesn't it? Not as strong as it did 15 years ago, but still strong. You know, it's like, yeah, I used to let my grandkids just punch me as hard as they wanted. They're like, I can take it all now. One of them's 14, like, I don't know, don't punch me anymore, all right? It's not quite as hard as it was at one time, and it's more sore now. But it was said this, that surely our griefs he himself bore and our sorrows he carried, yet we ourselves esteemed him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted, but he was pierced through for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The chastening for our well-being fell upon him, and by his scourging, we are healed. The wonderful thing about the atonement, the atoning work of Jesus Christ on the cross, when he came, he paid the price because sin, sin could never be paid for. You and I owed a debt that we could not pay. No one can ever pay and atone for sin. No one could ever do that. But the Lamb of God, the Lamb of God came to take away the sin of the world. And when he gave his life on the cross, he bore our sins, he bore our sorrows, and his precious blood paid the price called the atonement for you and for me. So there's salvation in the name of Jesus. There's also physical healing. But friends, listen, there's not only physical healing because we think, seem to think or we tend to think in terms of healing as though Healing, physical healing is just something sort of under our skin. How many, you know what I'm talking about? That if we can be healed, then everything's going to be good. No, God looks at us 
as one an entity, as a whole person, body, soul, and spirit, but as a whole person. And what happened that when Christ died and his atoning work, salvation came, but the work of healing, sickness, disease, sorrows, the things that bear grief in our hearts, the Lord Jesus Christ can also heal you of those things. How many, do you understand what I'm saying this morning? I mentioned in my prayer for the offering that one of the two things that belongs to God is vengeance. And so many of us carry around unforgiveness in our heart because we want vengeance. How many know what I'm talking about? We really want them to get what's owed them. Look, I know I'm not the only honest person in this building this morning. I can see it all over your faces, all right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, no, that's the truth. We want vengeance. But what that does, it does something in us. The same bitterness that we're wishing, or the I won't use the word bitterness, the same poison that we're wishing on someone else, it poisons us. How, you, you know what I'm saying? And here's the wonderful thing. Jesus Christ died on the cross, and he, he, he can, if we place our faith and trust in him for that particular thing, he can carry that vengeance away from us. Can someone say praise the Lord? Just a quick story of of four or five years ago, my wife and I were, oh my goodness, we were so, it wasn't bothered. I mean, we were getting, we were, we were, we were, I mean, it affected us. It affected us in the ministry. And we're waking up every morning. We're, oh my goodness, you know, we're laying there and having pillow talk. And it wasn't great pillow talk because it was the same Press the rewind button. How many, can someone say, yeah, I know what you're talking. Can I get you to go there with me this morning? Uh, all right, no one can. One, thank you, George. All right. uh, there you go, Alyssa. Yeah, thank you. Anyone else? Any more takers? Okay, uh, two hands that'll, re- you know. And my wife said to me, she said, Paul, God showed me, if we don't let go of this, it's not gonna go, let go of us. And in the name of Jesus Christ, we did some things. We, we, we had to go to a, we, went, we didn't have to go, but we went to a Christian counselor. We went out to Emerge Ministries in Akron, Ohio. No one knew what we were going for, but we said, we're going to do this. We don't care what anyone says. We don't think, we don't care what our district officials think. We don't care what other people think. We're doing this because we cannot live life like this any longer. And God did something to set us free. That was almost, that was about five years ago. Listen, he will carry your sorrows away and your griefs away as well as our sicknesses and our sins away from us. And someone say amen. Amen. And so it's the arm of the Lord. Um, Healing belongs to the kingdom of God because when Jesus Christ came, it was a new order. It was a sign that God is present. There's a new sheriff in town. It's the good news of the kingdom of God. And the writer says that Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. Is there an amen? Amen. He came to destroy the works of the devil. The second thing I want to share with you from Scripture is that Jesus heals because of his great love and compassion for us. Matthew 9, 35 and 36 says that He was going through all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every kind of disease and every kind of sickness, seeing the people. 
he felt compassion on them because they were distressed and dispirited like sheep without a shepherd. We are God's creation and we're his children. He is a good, good father. How many have found that out? He's a good, good father. Oh my goodness. I go to pray with people. I go to pray with people that unless the Lord heals them, there's no hope. People that are paralyzed and people that can't do anything for themselves. And I've visited dear friends on the deathbed. In fact, uh, one of the men who was a, an old, uh, I think, primitive, was primitive Methodist, uh, if I gave you his name, sorry, this is between my wife and myself. Uh, you'd, his, his grandson was Jody. You know who I'm talking about. It was Eckenrode. He loved the Lord so much, and he was, he was on his deathbed. I, didn't know, I knew he was sick, but I prayed for him in the hospital. God had healed him, and I opened my eyes, and he died. He died, and I said, oh, boy, I better not pray for anyone else, you know. But, but I, he died holding my hand. And just moments before he declared his great faith and trust in God and how good and merciful God had been in his life. Can someone say amen? amen? Yes. But God is a good father and he loves us. And I don't understand everything I know about healing and no one else does for that matter. But I do know that Jesus is touched with the feelings of our infirmities. He cares. The scripture says, Come and cast your cares on him because he cares for you. Come to me, all who are heavy and uh, heavy laden. Come to me and I will give you rest. Luke 4.40 tells us this, that Jesus touched them and he laid hands on them. It was unheard of for the master who was clean to touch the unclean. That just didn't happen. And yet, Luke 4.40 said, no matter what their diseases were, the touch of his hand healed them all because he loves you and he cares for you. It's the touch of his hand. He initiates coming to us. He initiates coming to this earth. He initiated in that day reaching out his physical hand and touching them. And it made no difference whether they were leprous whether they were blind, whether they were demon-possessed, whether they were mute, whether they were paralyzed, it made no difference. He's the one because he loves us and he initiated it. In fact, the surprise was Jesus initiated so much that the surprise was when the woman with, woman with the issue of blood was healed that she touched him and he hadn't touched her. Remember that? He said, who touched the hem of my garment? And they said, Lord, you see the crowd around us? And Jesus, in so many words, said, yeah, but she touched me with faith. She touched me with faith. So the book of Hebrews tells us this. Let us draw near with confidence to the throne of grace so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Jesus heals also to glorify God. He heals us and heals people so that God can receive the glory in this world that is, it's about me, 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 what I want. There's a bigger picture. There's a picture of eternity and that God is our heavenly Father and heaven, heaven or hell is our destiny. There's no in-between. There's 
There's no grave sleep. There's none of that. It's heaven or it's hell. That's what God sees the picture, he sees the picture as. And, and so he comes that heals so that he could receive the glory to draw people's attention to the Lord. Matthew 15, 31 said, So the crowd marveled as they saw the mute speaking, the cripple restored, and the lame walking and the blind seeing. Crippled, crippled, lame, blind, and they glorified the God of Israel, praise his name. And I'm praying today and in grace assembly of God and in your life and where you work that the Lord Jesus Christ, healing will flow and God will be glorified, praise his name, amen. And the good news is that, that the good news is, is that he, today he heals through the church. John 14, 12 tells us this, that truly, truly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do, because I go to the Father. And there's no shortage of sickness today. There's no shortage of sickness today. Jesus talked in John chapter 14 about the Holy Spirit and, and going away, and he would prepare uh, dwelling places for us in his Father's mansion, and he would come again, and that he alone was the way, the truth, and the life. But then he went on to talk with them. And these were the last words of Jesus, by the way. These were spoken the night he was betrayed. John chapter 13, 14, 15, 16, and 17 all took place in just a few hours' time. The last words that Jesus. And he said, it's expedient that I go away so that I can send the Holy Spirit so that he can come to you. And he said, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do because I go to the Father. And today, the kingdom of heaven still, still can be proclaimed powerfully, powerfully through signs and wonders, and it's being proclaimed powerfully throughout the world, by the way, praise God. But the gifts of healing, the Holy Spirit gives those to the church, 1 Corinthians 12. He gives those to the church so that we can do the work of Jesus as though he were present himself. God heals today also through the laying on of hands in James 5, 13 to 16. Is there any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church. Let him confess his sins to them. They'll anoint him with oil and the prayer of faith shall save the sick. That's God's plan. And he said, the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man or a righteous woman avails much with God. I also want to tell you that you can pray for yourself. You can pray for yourself. You, you don't have to wait until an elder comes. You don't have to wait until the pastor comes. How many know that God wants to meet you right where you are? He really does. When I asked, Last Sunday night, I had two surprises. One was that that was sort of a surprise. People were baptized in the Spirit. They said, this peace of God that just came over me. It's incredible. But the other one, it, was a little, it deflated my, my ego a little bit. I said, how many was the pastor praying for you? And of 55 people, George Weber is the only one that raised his hand. I said, oh my goodness. No, that's the way it's supposed to be. How many know that? That's the way it's supposed to be. 
because in the kingdom of God, the hierarchy is flat. The organization is flat. We are kingdom and priests to the Lord. So you can pray for someone in Jesus' name and they can be healed. How many understand that? You can witness to someone in Jesus' name on the job or in your neighborhood and they can be healed. In fact, how many when you were saved, a pastor was there when you were saved? Let me see your hand. Okay, there's a few of you. All right. A little bit better. Okay, now I'm teasing. How many of you, there was not a pastor or preacher there when you got saved? Let me see your hand. Look at that. Oh, my goodness. That, you know, you know it's, that's so, that excites me because what that means is that the ministry that is so important does not only depend upon this pulpit on Sunday morning or an evangelist coming. How many hear what I'm saying? But as ordinary members, every member a minister, we carry the gospel. This is a flat organization. That's what the kingdom of God is meant to be. You can pray for yourself. I, um, this, this December, Christmas Day will be... 13 years ago, and uh, 13 years ago, and we had just moved back to Grace on, I think it was, I think it was the, the day before Christmas Eve, we were unload, unpacking at the house. It was Christmas morning, we had church, and um, we had risers, temporary risers that were here, and they're the same ones that were used for Daniel and Kayla's wedding. And when I saw those things, I said, oh my goodness, I hope they don't collapse because I stepped on them 13 years ago and the whole thing collapsed. And I, I tore my leg up terribly. I was in rehab for 15 months and uh, someone had forgot to put the, there's a safety thing, like a quarter-inch steel rod. They forgot to put it in, jumped out. And, and I saw those at the wedding practice. You know, I could have taken the shortcut and walked down, but I just walked over there because I trust those steps, you know, like... <laughs> And I'm not young enough that I want to jump down anymore, you know. So, um, but I tore my leg up, and it was really bad. I was in rehab for 15 months. Just this whole muscle here. You, a lot of you have heard it. It just was severed up around my hip, and it's just a total mess. And for four months, for four months, my wife had to drive. I couldn't drive. I was in the back seat. I, I'm telling you, I'm the worst back seat driver in the world. I was back there, two crutches and me in the back seat and my wife driving the car. She's a good driver. But I had no faith. <laughs> you see that guy? What are you doing that for? Don't forget to put your directional signal on. And knowing her, it... I can imagine there was more than a time or two when she just pulled the car over the side of the road and said, okay, fine. You don't want me to drive? How are you going to get there? You know, I said, okay. You know, <laughs> you got me on that one, you know. But it was embarrassing. The doctor said, if anything, you can't ride in the front seat. If you have an accident, it's going to tear your leg up and you, there's nothing we can do. You'll lose the use of your leg. There's nothing we can do. So I was back there for four months and in rehab for 15 months. I couldn't do the things that I'd always done. 
I'm used to climbing ladders. I'm used to getting on roofs. I'm used to just running if I had to, although I am built for comfort, not speed. But if I had to run, get out of the path of a Mack truck, I could run. The other one is I couldn't anymore. I walked down steps backwards. I'd hold onto the handrail walking down backwards. I'd go to ministers' conferences, and they'd all go downstairs in the basement for fellowship, and I was so embarrassed. I'd just hang back till they all went down because I didn't want anyone to see me. I didn't want anyone to see me hanging on. Not me. I'm big and strong. I, I didn't want anyone to see me. And I'd go to places and luggage, and I'd have to ask someone to carry my luggage up to the second floor because, you know, just the way it was. And uh, one night... One night, this was 10 years ago, it was three years after the accident, almost three years, my, my nephew was preaching, Jared Ruddy, and he was a minister on healing on a Wednesday night. He ministered the Word of God. And he said, I'm not going to lay hands on anyone tonight because God, Jesus, is present here to heal, and how many want healing? And I raised my hand, and some people got around me, and they're praying for me, and and... I didn't feel anything. I just, I don't know. I said, well, this is the way life's going to be. Just a couple days later, Chris and I were coming to work. One of us forgot something. Can't imagine who that was, but it could have been me or her. And uh, we're in the car. I was driving by then. And uh, I said, I'll get it. It's up in the bedroom. I went inside. I, I ran up the steps two at a time. First time in three years. And I get up to the steps and I said, what did you just do? I said, God, did you heal me? I don't know everything there is to know about God. I said, Lord, if you healed me, I'm going to test it out. I'm going down frontwards. Now, I did hang under the handrail. I got to admit, my faith is not perfect. But I went down, and God had restored the function of this, this leg. He restored the function. I don't understand this now. I'm not, it's not as strong as it was, but I can walk up and down steps. I can climb ladders. I can do a lot of things that I couldn't do. I, if I have to run now a little bit, I can run. I don't want to make a habit of it. Walking's fine by me. If it's level, I like level walking, not up and down hills because you breathe too hard. But other than that, the Lord healed me. God healed me. God healed me. And the Lord Jesus is here to heal today. Makes no difference who you are. It's because his character doesn't change. He's Jehovah Rapha. Jesus Christ doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever because Jesus has provided for it with, on the atone, with the atonement. His work on the cross. Healing, wholeness is the right arm of God. It's the right arm of God that God wants to put on display. Healing and salvation. This morning, we're, we're going to receive communion, and I'm going to ask everyone to come forward, and we're going to gather around the front here. We'll get as many as in. Then we're going to go back the aisles, and the usher team, they're going to come. They're going to, they're going to serve you. They'll do what they got to do to serve everybody.
We'll fill this up, then we'll back up in the aisles, but we're going to take communion together. But I believe that we're, that we're to pray this morning that God will heal people in Jesus' strong name right here in this service this morning. Praise His name. It might be a physical healing. It might be a healing of your soul. He carried our griefs and He carried our sorrows away. It might be, a, it might be a, a forgiveness of sin so that we can be whole and come into God's family again. But the Lord is present to heal here this morning. Praise His name. Amen.